Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, depending on where you're on the world. This is Augie of the Blago Blabber podcast. I'd like to welcome everyone to uh, yet another edition. I think this is 14th, 15th, maybe even 16th uh, episode that we're on. I'd like to thank everyone from feedback from last week. Um, when I had my friend Yusuf come drop by and, uh, you know, we discussed some NBA action. Uh, most notably the All-Star game that was approaching at that time. An hour and 14 is much easier to record when it's two people as opposed to one. Um, it's very difficult to talk and I was I was telling this I was telling him off the off the air kind of um, it's very difficult to talk for longer than you know 25 30 minutes when you're um, doing a podcast by yourself um, and uh, when you have guests it's just much easier because you kind of split up your time um, and you know one guy talks for half the time the other guy talks for the other half or you know when I like what I want to do is when I have guests, I want to give them more time to speak, you know, than, than I would, because I'm always on here. I have more of a chance to, you know, show up on my own podcast, so to say, whereas, you know, I appreciate people taking the time and coming to talk to me. So, um, the time is, their time is very valued to me. So I'm obviously going to let them, you know, talk for, for majority of the time or however, however long they want. Um, because I know how, hard it is for people you know to kind of uh set their life aside and, and come jump on a podcast and talk sports so i'm always um willing to let them talk forever however long they want whether if they want to talk for 15 minutes 20 25 hour and a half i don't care um i just appreciate everyone taking the time to you know come on the podcast and talk sports um just kind of shoot the shit with me for um however long it is um and like I said, I just uh, value everyone's time. So um, thanks to him. And I've known him for a long time. And I told him whenever he wants to come on the podcast, um, you know, the trade deadline, NBA is fast approaching. If he wants to come and talk trades, that's fine with me. You know, we'll set up a time. We could do that prior to NBA playoffs. We could do that. We could do an NBA mock draft prior to the draft. We could do more than one mock draft. If that's, you know, what he has time to do. If anyone else listening to this. If you want to drop by on the podcast, let me know. Let me give me a you know a date and time that works for you. Give me some topics that you want to discuss so we can kind of be ready for the show before we start. Um, you know, just look up stats or, or whatever the storylines may be. Uh, so we're ready to go and ready to roll um, when I start recording. Uh, but again, thanks to him for coming by. Anyone else listening to this, if you want to come on the podcast, please let me know. We can work out a time. We can talk about sports. If you want to incorporate your life into this. That's fine as as well, um, but always always willing to talk sports with with people, um, especially people I've known for such a long time, and I've had a number of people reach out to me, uh, and we just kind of got to sit down and uh, get the dates in order and start times and stuff like that. So welcome everyone back to another episode of um, this week in sports. Uh, last week I didn't do one just because I I did the session with Yusef, um, and I didn't want to. Not that I didn't want to do another one, but I thought that the sports world was kind of slow last week. Uh, so I didn't want to kind of take up any of my personal time and anyone else's time. Uh, so I'm going to do one for this week. Um, and, and there has been some storylines this week. Uh, so I want to start off with that. 
I want to kind of jump from sport to sport a little bit, and um, and yeah, um, so I think it only makes sense to start off with what I would say is the biggest news, at least in in the North American side of, of sports, and that's the Dak Prescott extension. So a sigh of relief for all Cowboy fans. Um, you kind of know where your team is um, headed towards for the next number of years uh, with Dak with Dak being um, signed to a new deal. You know, we've kind of put everything to rest with the franchise tag and and stuff like that. And I think franchise tagging a guy twice, it will it would only make sense for him to leave, like after those two franchise tags, um, because that just shows me a lack of commitment from the organization. And um, like, I get that you want to save as much money as possible, but tagging a guy for two years and then signing him to a long term extension. I don't know if a lot of guys would take that. Um, so for everyone who's saying, you know, Dak's here, but there's still not much pressure on him to perform, you got to be kidding me. He's earning $40 million and he has a lot of guaranteed money. No pressure. You're making $40 million. There has to be pressure. I like how the NFL, um, I guess the chase for QBs is kind of, starting to take shape now. So we have Dak signed. We have Cam Newton signed. And we're, I'm going to get to that later on. Um, there's still obviously teams who have quarterbacks currently, but they could be looking to go different ways. So, for example, maybe San Francisco, Houston, obviously. What's going to happen with the New York Jets? Teams like that. Chicago Bears. They're in the room. Rumors are that, you know, they're pushing hard for Russell Wilson. So we'll see what happens with that. But, I mean, with Dak Prescott, they have all the offensive weapons now. They have Dak. They have Elliott. They have one of the best receiving cores in the league. Their offensive line is good. Now, come the draft, they can kind of focus on uh, the defense. And I know that their secondary isn't that great, and pretty much defense all around isn't that great. Um, so that's something they're going to have to... <clears throat> excuse me. That's gonna something that they're going to have to work on drafting um and obviously there's free agents out there as well but <clears throat> i think they're performing against the cap so uh they might be in a little bit of a of a tough position but with Dak here like there's there's pressure man like it's a lot of money to give to a guy you can't say okay well we'll be satisfied with you know 20 to 23 touchdowns and anything less than like 10 picks like now there's there's expectations it's dallas it's the biggest team in the nfl they haven't won a Super Bowl in a very long time. Um, and now it's time for them, you know, to come on and perform and show what they can do. And I think being in a favorable division, at least as of right now, uh, is only going to help them. So, you know, um, Giants have a decent defense and they have some offensive tools. But, you know, the quarterback situation is kind of a question mark. Washington has a great defense but again the quarterback is a question mark so you know you're kind of you're kind of looking for answers um on that side of the ball but you know philly just got rid of their quarterback and carson wentz you know a year or two after they signed him to a big time extension and now you know they got jalen hurts apparently jalen jalen hurts is their guy going forward but we'll see what happens in the draft um so yeah, I mean it's it's their division to lose right now. There's absolutely no reason uh, 
why the Dallas Cowboys shouldn't, can't win that division with what they currently have. Obviously, with the other teams, we're going to have to wait, free agency, draft, and then you know we can evaluate where they are, who could possibly challenge, if Dallas is still the favorite, although I think they will be. And then, you know, we could kind of go from there to draw conclusions. And obviously, by the time free agency is done and by the time the draft is done, we're going to have a clearer picture of starting quarterbacks from around the league. Not just that division, but what's going to happen with, you know, some of the teams that I mentioned. Like, what's Houston going to do? Are they going to trade um, Deshaun Watson? What's going to happen with the Jets? Are they going to keep um, Sam Darnold or are they going to trade him? San Francisco, are they going to keep Jimmy G? Are they going to trade him? And stuff like that. We're just going to have to wait for those answers. And by May, by May, we should have a clear picture of what is going to happen going forward. Cam Newton stays with the New England Patriots. This was a little bit of an interesting one. I didn't think that... Actually, I don't know what I thought. After the year that he had, I didn't think that he would be back. But he is. And I don't blame them. They're in, I think they're drafting something like 15th, 14th, 15th. And, you know, it's a it's a top-heavy quarterback um, kind of draft. So it's pretty much Lawrence. And then it, after Lawrence, it depends. Some guys are big on um, Trey Lance. Some guys aren't. Um, Fields. It just, it all depends. feels like, you know, one week, it's this guy. Another week, it's a different guy. But, like, I'm old enough to remember in December when we were talking about Justin Fields being the guy drafted over um, Lawrence first overall. And now we're kind of saying, well, is he even going to be that good of a quarterback? Like, I get that we, or the media has to create some kind of storyline. So, you know, we don't say, oh, um, Lawrence is first overall in, in, in December, and we kind of keep that storyline for the next four or five months. I wouldn't be surprised in April if someone comes out, well, you know, Justin Fields had this, 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 and, you know, he could be pushing to go first overall now. And, like, is Jacksonville really going to keep the pick? What if they trade back and stuff like that? Like, we're going to hear those storylines um, as, the, as the draft approaches. But I think New England is, I think, far off from getting a quarterback in this draft just because of their position um in terms of moving up they probably can't do too much of that um because they don't have a quarterback to trade if they wanted to move back uh or sorry to move up um and even like the deshaun watson stuff like if they were to get deshaun watson well they have no qb to give up for deshaun watson which is probably how a lot of deshaun watson trades are going to go unless you have a team that's super stacked on like defense or wide receivers where you can you know offload a wide receiver, a defensive player, and like three first-round draft picks. But New England just doesn't have um, all that to give up. So maybe not so surprising uh, that Cam Newton uh, stayed with the Patriots, even though I kind of was, like I just said, I was kind of surprised. I don't know why. I think I probably just got uh, fooled by some of the rumors as well. You know, people were saying that he might sign here, he might go there, he might, what if he goes here, but what if he gets traded there, What if, stuff like that. So... Um, I think that's kind of, so to say, brainwashed me in the process to think that he would end up elsewhere. And he's making a lot more money than he did last season. And, um, 
you know, Belichick obviously sees something in him. Um, maybe I know after um, his COVID scare last season, he wasn't really the same guy. So um, hopefully this year he can get it, get it together and play a lot better. And, you know, they they weren't that far off from the playoffs. Like they beat a lot of quality opponents and they lost some games that they probably should have won. Like I remember when they played against my Buffalo Bills where uh, Cam Newton uh, fumbled it, fortunately for us. Um, but they were already in field goal territory, and he fumbled it. Buffalo recovered, and that was the end of the game. Um, but I don't think their I don't think their team is as bad as their record showed, even though their record wasn't that bad. Uh, and they have a lot of guys coming back this season. Like we sometimes forget that they had a lot of guys sit out last season. And it's something I constantly have to remember because I'm just not used to, you know, guys sitting out seasons because usually we have normal seasons where there's no COVID and stuff. So um, it's something that I have to be reminded of as well. Um, that guys did sit out and it's a lot of their, you know, key players that sat out. So, um, their last season was kind of like, uh, kind of like a, almost like a freebie, like whatever happens, happens. Um, because they did have a lot of guys on their, on their defense sit out. So, um, so it'll be interesting to see what they do in terms of the draft. They haven't drafted. Uh, wide receivers very well which is something that they're going to need maybe they address those needs in free agency but we're going to have to um kind of wait and see what happens with that and, and cam newton going forward but um i guess overall it was it was a it was a good acquisition acquisition because you kind of know what you're going to get um new england was probably already working on what they're going to do with cam uh next season or if he did return because you know it's kind of like a feeling out process what he can do his strengths and weaknesses and what he can you know work on in the off season and then Hopefully he comes back 2021-22 season, and he does even better for their sake. Um, but yeah, I think I don't I don't think New England is an organization that would assign him to an extension if it if they weren't sure of what they were getting back from Dak. Um, the next thing I wanted to talk about was um, March Madness, or the if you want to save in the conference tournaments. Um, so throughout the season, just like the NFL season, um, a lot of games were, you know, um, postponed because of positive tests or, um, things like that, health, health, uh, protocol. And you know what, during the season, you kind of think to yourself, um, in other sports, you know, games can get pushed back, like games can be pushed back. Uh, if we look at the NHL, you know, we reschedule NBA, you know, we can reschedule. Um, but NCAA tournament play is a little bit different because there's strict guidelines and, you know, start and finish dates because of March Madness. So we can't just, you know, postpone, um, the tournament playoffs because, well, they have to end by a certain day because, you know, we have a selection show coming up and then, um, the start and then and the end date of March Madness. Uh, so, you know, Duke had to pull out of the ACC tournament. So did Virginia because, um, you know, positive tests. Kansas Jayhawks had to do the same thing. Um, but I think Kansas and Virginia, or Kansas and Virginia were in a little bit of a different situation than Duke because whether they had won their respective tournaments, they probably would have been in March Madness. Whereas Duke, if Duke didn't win their tournament, they weren't going to be in. And if they won their tournament, obviously there would be an automatic seed or an automatic entrant, automatic birth um, in March Madness. 
And due to Duke's record, you know, now that they can't participate in the tournament, um, you know, they just, they're not going to make, make it. So it's kind of left you wondering, like, you know, if, if they were able to stay, you know, you never want to say, even though the record isn't that good, but you never want to say a team doesn't have a chance at winning. It's Duke after all. Rich program, rich history. You know, they've won March Madness a bunch of times. So it wouldn't be fair if we counted them out. Um, but yeah, like what happens in March Madness if, you know, any team really makes a run, you know, sweet 16 and then, you know, they get a positive test and now they're out of the tournament because of a positive test. It's something I actually haven't really thought of at all until yesterday. And I was thinking to myself, man, there's so many teams that were, you know, if if they had just advanced to even the second round of their um of their uh, conference tournament, they would have been in, in March Madness. And now, you know, they have to bow out because they have positive tests and now they have nothing to look forward to. And that's the end of their season. It's a really sour way of ending your season. No game. Usually something you can't really control. It's just a crazy way to have your season end when, you know, you prepare for, you know, any conference tournament. And you're like, listen... If we can win two or three games, or if we win this tournament, we're in March Madness, so let's give it our all, and then you don't even get a chance to play because there's a positive test. That's crazy to me. And it sucks for a lot of players. It really sucks for the guys who can't return next season, like the seniors. Man, must be an awful feeling. Where you can't even go out on, you know, leaving it all, all out on the court because, you know, now you can't play, you can't participate in the tournament. Um, so that part sucks. The protocol for March, March Madness, and I did a YouTube video today. I don't really know what the protocol is, but I assume that the matches are just going to get canceled and, you know, the team that's kind of left, um, will advance to the next round, I guess. And this, I mean, there's a chance for a lot of upsets and he was air quotes as I say upsets because... You know, a 15 could beat a number two without even playing. God forbid, you know, there's a positive test on the number two team and the 15 goes through. So, it's going to be interesting. And I can't see this going off without a team testing positive or a player testing positive and a team gets thrown out. Unless NCAA is going to uh, do something about it and, you know, maybe leaves... Maybe they'll have a day open where they play. Like I said, I don't really know the protocol. I haven't. I've looked into it a little bit. I couldn't really find anything, so I assume it's just gonna go. You know, if you have positive tests, sorry, you're out, and the other team advances. But what if ha- what happens if you advance, and you know, then you find out that you tested positive, and then do we just give the other team a bye into the next round? Like, what's gonna happen? It sucks, and there's gonna have to be an asterisk in this March Madness, especially if there's positive tests if teams have to bow out because they have positive tests so it's very it's going to be very interesting also georgetown won today good for georgetown it's been a rough couple of seasons a few seasons and college basketball is better with a good georgetown hoyas team so shout out to patrick ewing um as well leading that team um back to march madness and it's crazy patrick ewing and I know stuff happened at MSG, and it's getting embarrassing at this point. Patrick Ewing, like, I never think of centers or power forwards um, as being coaches. I don't know why. I have no idea why. 
but I never think of him as being coaches. And here he is. It's kind of like soccer. I never think of forwards, strikers as being coaches. It's always like the defensive, defensive midfielders and like um, center backs who I can see as um, coaches. It's it's such a weird thing that I think it's crazy. Uh, but shout out to Patrick Ewing, you know, um, Jawan Howard as well. Holy, my Michigan team is balling. I know they lost today, but uh, they're off to March Madness too. And it's only a matter of time before Jawan Howard gets um, some NBA calls, I think. And before he's in the NBA and same goes for Patrick Ewing. Uh, and if they're half as good as they were as players, man, they're going to have good coaching careers. Uh, switching gears, some Europa League. So for my soccer fans that know, round of 16 of Europa League started on Thursday. Uh, and everything has, for the most part, I would say, um, worked out as we have expected. Um, all the favorites are pretty much in control for the most part. Um, going in the second leg, Ajax 3 0 over, over Young Boys, Villarreal 2 0 up over Dinamo Kiev, United and Milan is 1 1, and Milan got the away goal very late. So fortunate for them. Slavia Prague Rangers, that's going to be, that's 1-1 after the first match. Going to Scotland, that's going to be a very good, I I think I might actually watch that return leg, because that could be a very good match. Slavia Prague has been outstanding this season in Europa League, if you've been following. Got out of the group. Um, they won their last stage match against, uh, around the 32, against Leicester City, who's very good this season in, in uh, the Premier League. Uh, Granada 2-0 up over Molde. Um, Arsenal 3-1 over Olympiacos, thank God. Roma 3-0 up over Shakhtar Donetsk, and Tottenham 2-0 up over Dinamo uh, Zagreb. And that that's not over yet. Dinamo Zagreb is a very good team. Tottenham can underestimate them um, in Zagreb next week. Um, so like I said, that Slavia Prague Rangers match is going to be, I think, one to watch. That could be a very good tie. Um, Rangers have already won the Scottish League, something like 20 points ahead of Celtic at this point. So they've had a very good season. First title in 10 years. For those who know, they were relegated to fourth or fifth tier a number of years ago, worked their way up, and now they're back. Uh, Liverpool legend Steven Gerrard is their coach. He's already being linked to some bigger jobs, most notably Liverpool. And it's kind of like a domino effect because um, Joachim Lowe is, is leaving uh, the German national team. And some people, I mean, there's rumors that uh, Jurgen Klopp um, could possibly, possibly take over Germany, but he's said he doesn't want that as of right now. And, you know, if, if he were to leave for Germany, then Steven Gerrard would kind of be um, the guy for Liverpool, even though he's, I think Gerrard came out and said this week that he doesn't want that job just yet. He doesn't feel like he's qualified yet to lead Liverpool. And I, I agree with him and fair play to him. It takes a lot to say something like that, especially when you're a club legend. And, you know, if, if he came in and lost 10 matches in a row and he got um, sacked fans would still love him but he's absolutely right I think he needs another challenge after um, Rangers and then you know he could possibly look at Liverpool after that um, but good for him he's done an exceptional job with with Rangers and um, Olympiacos that that uh, Olympiacos and Arsenal return leg remember Olympiacos beat Arsenal last year um, the three away goals is very good I wouldn't count out Olympiacos and like I said, Dinamo Zagreb has a lot of good players. 
and they sell a lot of their players for a very good dollar, a very good euro, I should say. Um, so Tottenham, the job is most likely done, but you know, all it takes is is one crazy goal to go in, and, and Dinamo um, has some confidence going forward, and you never know. Second one comes, and then now you got your back against the wall. Um, Ajax against Young Boys is pretty much done. Uh, Manchester United AC Milan is, is going to be pretty good, and I've watched a lot of AC Milan um, due to them playing Red Star in, in the earlier um, round of 32. Um, and from what I saw, a lot of the comments that AC Milan wasn't really good on Thursday either. So, uh, too bad, as much as I hate to say this, that Manchester United couldn't finish them off. Um, but it's going to be a crazy return leg. And now United has to go out and score because. Um, they're going to be in Italy, and AC Milan has um, the away goal. So pretty much if all the favorites are um, doing really well right now, uh, so it looks like all the favorites as of right now uh, will go through. The last topic I wanted to cover today was, I just want to talk about the end beat injury. Man, when I saw it, I was like, here we go again. Um, because he has been injury prone since he came into the league you know six seven years now five six whatever it is um luckily it doesn't seem to be that serious could miss a few games this is probably it for him in terms of mvp um he had missed i believe six or seven games prior to this injury so he's gonna miss another let's say three four five so he's gonna miss you know upwards of 10 11 12 games already and in a shortened season it looks even worse i mean obviously if you're if you're a philly fan you just want a healthy mb to come playoffs and you never know what can happen but i mean if he's injured then then they have they they don't have much of a chance so hopefully i mean from what what i've heard so far it's not that serious hopefully he is ready for the playoffs but like i said once i once i heard it, i was like damn another one for Embiid. And he's a big boy. Like his falls are are gonna hurt, uh, and it just feels like this this year Doc Rivers has unlocked something in Embiid that we haven't seen, and it's great to see him living up to his full potential. Even though he's a divisional rival rival of the Raptors, inside outside game he can defend. What more can you ask? He's he's as modern of a big man I think as you can get because he can step out and hit the three. Uh, just keep the defense honest. He can hit the mid-range a little bit. He can go inside. He can block shots. He can play defense. He can hit free throws. Like, he can do everything. Everything. And when you add him to guys like Ben Simmons, I mean, you have a pretty damn good team. Tobias Harris. And feel like Embiid is taking out, like, five, six years of frustration in one season. Um, so, so good for him. But hopefully he's ready to go. And I mean, in terms of MVP race, I mean, who cares? I mean, if you told Philly fans right now, well, you guys, if you could go forward and you could see who wins the title and you tell them, listen, you guys won the title, but MB didn't win the MVP, regular season MVP, who cares? We won a title, man. doesn't matter. Um, but like I said, he's pretty much out of, I would say, out of the MVP race. Uh, and that sucks because a lot of people felt that it was in, he was in pole position. I thought that LeBron was in pole position, uh, but now if he's out, you know LeBron is is still the guy there. Um, Jokic is having a really good season. Uh, Luka Doncic is starting to turn it up a little bit now. 
Uh, and there's other guys in the league I'm sure I'm missing, like Giannis, but a lot of people say Giannis can't even win it this year because he won it already. But um, it's it's going to be an interesting race. But I think even the people who had Embiid winning it, I think now they're you know going to have to start coming to the LeBron side because of the amount of um, games that Embiid is going to miss this season. And, you know, they might, Philly just might sit him as a, as a precaution, even if he's ready to come back after like three, four games, just to make sure, you know, everything is, is good to go for the playoffs and hopefully he's healthy. So thank you guys for turning in, tuning in to another show on this beautiful Saturday night. Um, I'll see you guys again next week. Like I said, I'm going to try and have uh, more guests come through and where we can kind of make the sessions even a little bit longer. Um, so right now, even this one's 29 minutes, 30 minutes. Um, so hopefully we'll have more, uh, people come and, uh, talk to me about sports and, uh, I guess I'll see you guys again next week.